Hey, this is Kristen, and you're listening to the Madcast Motherfucking Podcast. And if you don't listen to this shit, you. Bush. Hey, check out the TV guy. Russell, who's your? What's happening? Who's your team? Who's my team? Texans. Denver Broncos. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, we did talk about that. That's right, we did talk about that. That's right, Denver Broncos. I respect it a lot more than the The Texans. Texans. (laughs) Yeah, same. (laughs) Same, buddy. Same. Uh, Although I was an Oilers fan, they were my number two. That's respectful. They were my number two, and so were so was Tennessee for a while. I dig it. I dig it. The Madcast Podcast is live on Boom. Facebook, and we're live-ish for the Madcast Podcast. Madcast Podcast Raw. We've got Big Dave in the house, running the show, running the ones and twos, and we have our special guest. I need a soundboard. I really need You, a you need, like... Yeah. We got B-Roni. Drove the Chevy to the levee, but the levee was bry, is what they tell right. me. I need that entrance every time. Every time. For any, anywhere I go, even in the clinic, in the gym. When I walk in, in the house and Lindsay sees me, she needs to be like, yes. <laughs> you, you'll appreciate this. When I, when I trained at Global Gym, right, we, you had to walk upstairs to the workout area. It was upstairs, and it was a fancy place, you know. Um, and we always used to talk about having uh, our own theme, like wrestlers, when you would come, because you would page a trainer to the trainer's desk. We'd be hanging out downstairs or something, and like, David Tillman, you have a guest at the trainer's desk. And so we always said, man, I need, like, fireworks or something when I'm coming up the stairs. I need my entrance. I love it. I love it. That's what we need. We do need entrance music. We will have entrance music for the podcast. I will say that. Uh, but... Right now, let's focus on our guests. Let's focus on the main man, the man of the Brian. What's up? What's up? Brian. Big Bri. Uh, Brian. So Dave kind of filled me in a little bit of on you and why we're having a good conversation with you because. Well, number we, one, Brian's awesome. Well, yeah. Yeah. I know that. Gracias, guys. We immediately hit it off the moment we met. Like, that was a couple <laughs> yeah. Weeks ago or two, three weeks ago. We hit it off before we met. He. Because uh, I Dave, met you Dave in was the like, there's this guy you yeah. you're going to like. And yeah. I was like, I agree. Everything you told me. Yeah, it was <laughs> Including awesome. the bad stuff. I'm kidding. There you go. Including uh, the bad but stuff. But we're going to break this down in three parts. Cheers, brother. Uh, start with humble beginnings. And then we're going to talk about what led you to CrossFit. And then we're going to Dragged him about, to CrossFit. There you go. And then That's we're going to talk like about what the future holds for uh, B. Rone Brian. So let's start where it all began. Let's start what led you to fit. I'll let Dave, we'll let you pick it up from there. What led you to fitness and the hatred of CrossFit? <laughs> yeah, because he hated CrossFit. <laughs> um, I, I think it's just like with anything. You have people, and particularly with CrossFit in general, with as big of a hype as something, as something gains popularity, you have people that love it, and you have people hate it. There's really nothing in between. <clears throat> so for me, I think a lot of it came down to, you know, I went to college in kinesiology, uh, got exercise science, got my master's in exercise physiology, um, you know, learn the basics about fitness, things like that. I was always an athlete growing up. Um, I was big into working out, you know, your su- regular supersets, your traditional weightlifting, things like that. That's you why know, I started. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lo and behold, set that basis of strength. Uh, and then, you know, certain things, you know, led me into CrossFit eventually. Uh, but, you know, um, I don't know if you want to take it from there. Yeah. 
Well, I don't uh, want to speak too much. I, I can get into a lot more detail, but I, well, so what got you into fitness though? So like I, I'm, I know you, right? And so we've had lots of conversations. So I know it started with sports, right? Like sports was the, right. your gateway to working out. Um, mine, mine wasn't exactly sports, although I played sports. My, mine, particularly the fitness aspect of it was, was a movie actually. Right. Um, but like, what was it from you that got you into like, I want to, I need to work out or I want to work out where you love the actual working out? I think it's tough for me because I mean, mine's just so cliche. I mean, I, like I said, the whole sports thing, I, th I, I can go back into detail from like fourth to eighth grade. I was the kid that, although I worked out and things like that, I was, I was overweight. I drank my sodas, things like that. I think video games became real popular. You know, I was with friends who that's all they wanted to do. So I went outside less. And then I think around my eighth grade year, um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd started off when it, before fourth grade, I was always in the backfield. I played quarterback, all this stuff. And, you know, then I became a lineman. I was like, I don't want to be a lineman. Yeah. So I knew I had to change something. Um, so that kind of got me into working out myself. I was got the traditional Bowflex, didn't have any plan, oh, just went out there man, and repped it. Uh, <laughs> did that whole thing. And I think once I saw what it did to my body, I just, yeah, I just, it went on from there all the way from freshman year of high school all the way into college. I just knew I wanted to do something either with coaching or something with the body. Uh, it intrigued me. The body itself is almost like a car, right? Yeah. You have to, you treat it well, you have to give it maintenance. And if you don't, then it's going to show the effects. Uh, right. So I think a lot of it just came down to the health aspect of it, um, which I think eventually lead, led me to CrossFit too, is, you know, when I kind of did my research, found my truth, became you know, a person that actually started doing it and really buying into it, I think it really sold me on that on that part because I think that's been my foundation since the beginning is like what can help me move, what can help me better at life. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, you're fed all this other stuff in school and things <laughs> like this and along the way. And it, unless you do your research and you don't just listen to what people say and the haters, you know, you're. Yeah, because when, when Brian first came in, like he would he would he might lift with us, like do cleans and stuff like that. And, you know, he would dabble a little bit. You know, and the, but he wasn't a CrossFitter like by any means. And and to preface that, uh, when Lindsay was here, she was like, hey, is it OK if Brian comes to work out? I'm like, yeah. And she was like, he kind of wants to do his own thing. And I was like, it's OK, like let him come. In. I'm not going to make him do Fran or whatever. And she even said that you thought you were, you know, going to be too skinny or lose weight or, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, but that's not how I run my program. Um, <laughs> we we lift a lot. And so Brian's started lifting and then uh, it, it just you know it's the how do you boil a frog thing you know we we got him a little bit at a time and he started getting better and better and he did his research and you know because i mean brian if anything brian is that guy he's going to research everything he's going to look it up he wants to see he wants to he wants to have that knowledge so um no go <laughs> no, I mean, and we're going to get into that, too, uh, uh, Brian, of when you came into the, the gym. Right. Uh, obviously, Lindsay is your wife and how she brought you here. Uh, but I really want to go back to what you said uh, being in school, being, I think you said fourth grade or something like that, yeah. or, or young, and you said you're kind of like a chubby kid or right. whatever have you, drinking your soda pops and whatnot. <laughs> uh, but you had a passion for fitness. What I mean, as a, as a young kid, I mean, you, watch, you probably watch football. We actually had a little bit of a conversation right, 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 about right. that. Dallas Cowboy fan. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, was that kind of your inspiration as a child? Or like, you wanted to play football? You wanted to play sports? I think it's just, just a classic thing. I think any kid growing up in the state of Texas uh, wants to, you know, their first question you ask them, what do you want to be? Uh, if, it's, if not an NFL superstar, a firefighter, policeman, whatever. Right. Whatever. 
or just some sort of star at anything. Because um, I think I, my dad can tell stories of him taking a football when I was one years old and just rolling it to me. I mean, trying to, I mean, who knows if I knew my motor control at the time, doubtful, but rolling it back. So for, ever since I remember, I always had some sort of, you know, a ball in my hand or some sort. So uh, it's kind of in your DNA that you were going to be <laughs> an athlete or at least in some se- some way of sports. I like to compete. I think you like that's to compete. The okay, there it is. I think, there it is. I, think, okay. I think that's the big thing is, and I found that I could compete with myself up to a point, and I was big on, you know, I don't, I don't it was one of those things where I, if I walked into the gym and I saw somebody lifting more than me, I had to do it. I didn't care how I did it. Yeah. I was going to do it whether I ripped my back or <laughs> hurt myself at the time. <laughs> and that's where I lacked the knowledge, right, on a lot of different things. And it got to a point where if I knew I was going to be beat, I just wanted to work out by myself because I wanted to work on my weaknesses. I didn't want anybody to know that they were stronger than me, and maybe that was the insecurity at the time. But I think a lot of those have definitely gone gone away since I've worked around getting into CrossFit and things like that. But So let's fast forward just a hair and go, what were you like in high school? Like, what was your mentality as – were you an athlete? Were you working out? Where did like, – like I said, humble beginnings. Was it high school that you started to kind of really get big. into fitness? High school was big because uh, when I dropped all that weight before my freshman year, um, you know, the coaches, you know, up until, until school ball had only noticed me as a lineman. So, you know, I'd, I think I went from 5'2", 180 pounds. It also helped that I shot up, and I shot up to about 5'8", five, 5'9", weighing about a buck 30 a buck 40 and yet I'm still on the O-line just because they had bred me to play that position so I think I played right tackle and I was quick enough to stop people on the edge and of course you know we're at that age freshman where you know I can stop the bigger guy just because I can get in front of him long enough for a play to be made but then I just thought I was like this isn't going to work for me if I want to keep playing football I have to do something different so I started working out not only with the school but I would go home and I would bust my rear end um, you know in the morning before school even after practice sometimes I'd come home and I'd lift did I have any really big mentality on what I wanted to do? No, I just knew that it worked. Uh, but I need—I definitely needed to do more knowledge, and then that's because I wanted to play in the backfield. I wanted to be—I wanted to be a you know fullback, running back, and I think that was the big thing when I saw that I accomplished that. You know, my junior year, I ended—I was the fullback, and I played fullback my junior and senior year, and that was huge, huge for me. And you know, after after I thought about playing, you know, at the next level, I had like a D three, a couple D three options I could have gone to JUCO. And that's when I realized, you know, there's more that I want to do with this. I think, I think my time with football, yeah, I'm going to miss it, but I think there's other ways that I compete outside the field itself, keep lifting, keep doing what I'm doing, just uh, train my body and then train others. And so that's what led to the kinesiology route, all that good stuff. Um, at, the, at the best school on the planet. <laughs> the univer- I actually was an Aggie growing up. I, a lot of people wouldn't realize that. Uh, back in my hometown, you know, I played the drums growing up, maroon drum set, maroon stained floor. Uh, man, I'm telling you, uh, the guy from Corsicana played ball at A&M, Bethel Johnson, and went to go play for the Patriots and won a Super Bowl or two with them. Yeah. Um, you know, so I was a big Aggie, and then all mm-hmm. my friends ended up going to University of Texas, and I was like, well, I'm going to join these guys. You know, because I originally wanted to do veterinarian school. That's a whole other story. Uh, so I was going to go to A&M, but then I was like, well, let's just try this Kines route. Let's, you know, I thought about, you know, po- you know I, went, I took a route where I could possibly do pre-med. Physical therapy wasn't really a thought in my mind at the time. But I was like, I want to do something either coaching, pre-med, so let's go take all these classes. Let's learn more about the body, and let's apply it. And I think that's what helped me a lot is being able to apply what I learned in the classroom so then I can truly understand what the heck was going on. So when I explained to somebody, like, here's why you should do this, not that I'm the person that comes in the gym like, hey, can I help you with that? Definitely don't do that. Um, but it definitely changed my aspect of my thought, and it definitely geared me in the right direction. It laid that foundation to who, where I am now. Now, did I think at the time that I was going to be where I was now? Absolutely not. 
Yeah, we have similar background, actually, because, um, I mean, I, I was going to be pre-med, um, except for that Aggie thing. I didn't have that. <laughs> I knew. We all have to go through a dark time <laughs> to live and learn. When I was 12, my mom came up My mom came up to Texas to do some work, and we went by the stadium, and the ground, they were practicing, actually, and the groundskeeper, I think I was 12 years old, let me walk on the field. Right. And that was the most amazing thing I had ever experienced in my life. I was like... I'm on the freaking football field, you know, the one yard line at the University of Texas. And that was back when they had the track around right. the field and it was cool. I think it's all that breaking point. I think for me too, when I, when I look back, when we think about those pivotal moments is also growing up from a high school team while I was in like grade school, I was the ball boy on the sidelines for the high mm -hmm. school team. So I always dreamed of playing for the yeah. Corsican Tigers where I'm from, right? And, and, you know, being around that and being watching tenacity, I think you start to realize what it takes to get to that level. And the older you get, you realize the things that you think you want to achieve aren't that easy. Right. It's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it, you know, as a boy thinking I'm going to make it to the NFL, no doubt, because I thought I was, you know, for lack of better terms, hot poo poo. Uh, I don't know if we can cuss on this podcast. You can say whatever <laughs> you want, Brian. Uh, but I think it humbles yourself real quick when, you know, I think early on I was because I was. You know, before fourth grade, I was playing those positions that I always dreamed. I was like, I'm the fullback or I'm the yeah. running back, I'm the quarterback, and I was doing so well. And I, granted, it's a young age, so of course to be that cocky at that young of age, but I think you realize as we get older and people grow up differently and who has the work ethic, right? Sometimes that work ethic can trump what you have, and I think that's yeah. where I, I, I'm glad I learned at an earlier age, and I, I'm a, I think I'm glad I matured a little bit earlier on finding out why something I wanted wasn't being achieved, and I had to make that correction. Yeah. So... Hard work trumps talent yeah. when talent doesn't work. Right? Yep. Yep. I love it. Okay. <laughs> uh, you said hard work. You said something about like hard work, and I want to go back to that. So we covered that you you know played high school football. Mm -hmm. You achieved the goal of uh, going from being an lineman to being a receiver. Yeah. So uh, which was hard work. But let's get into the harder work when you got right. out of high school uh, and you embarked on. I think it was you said you physical therapy, right? And right. Like kind of where you, now tell me how hard it was to not only have knowledge of being an athlete, but now learning the inner workings of being an athlete and how to maintain being an athlete. And then, like I said, learning physical therapy and how to treat your body the right way instead of maybe the way you were treating it in the past. And not just like just food wise, but definitely like you know how you're lifting and how you're kind of paying more attention and in in. in the right maneuvers and right ways. And I know, Dave, you're going to allude into this, too, because you're a big proponent on in form and all that. So why don't we get into that hard work? I think if we're going to go all the way back to the basis, so, so, you know, back when I was getting my undergrad and my master's, uh, you know, I was wanting to go into strength and conditioning. I, I really didn't have physical therapy, a, a thought in mind at the time. It, it, it kind of considered it, but, you know, I took the year off in between my undergrad and my master's and I personal trained. And, and it was there I was kind of got into the, the realm of CrossFit. Like I was working uh, – I worked at uh, – Sports Speed Austin, where we kind of trained out of different gyms, and one of the gyms I got to train out of that was uh, Travis County Strength, uh, where I learned a lot from uh, Travis Holly and Jen Shaw. I think I mentioned this last time. Yeah. And I got to train where they did kind of they kind of did that met met con condition. They didn't call it CrossFit. They run a CrossFit gym, but they originally did work out of a CrossFit gym. I think yeah. uh, CrossFit yeah, I Central, Travis and uh, Red yeah. Black. I got to train out of those. So I was kind of around it. And I was like, this is interesting, and this is the CrossFit thing. So I'm kind of around it. I'm kind of utilizing some of its concepts, but yet I'm in school where, don't get me wrong, I learned a lot. I learned a lot in school, 
And, you know, I got my CSCS, which I think is very reputable. I like what they teach. They definitely teach a good foundational concept, so I'm not taking anything away from those programs. But it was in there I started kind of incorporating more of the metabolic conditioning is what I wanted to call it at the time. I wasn't calling it CrossFit because it just was like I'm not going <laughs> to dare say I'm doing CrossFit. I can't say that word. But then I started – because the thing is, if I'm going to give a client something or a patient something, I'm gonna, I need to be able to do it first, too, or at least have some concept of what is going on in the body. If I can't demonstrate it, let me be able to explain what you should be feeling, do the research on it. And so I started trying to practice what I preached, truly. And I think I started doing the CrossFit, but with not coaching, right? right? So I started trying to do my own thing. And I think along the way, I was trying to do too much too fast, right, while sitting in school studying, and I hurt myself. So I was like, this is why people don't do CrossFit, right? And so I had that, that back in my mind, right? And, of course, school – with kinesiology, they teach you, they teach you a lot about the body. You learn the science and the basics, and then of course you get your CSCS, and they teach you, you know, here's here's the reps for strength, here's the reps for power, here's the reps for this, but it didn't really tap into the individualization of each person, right? And 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 the functional needs, right? So I can go bench press 400 pounds, but how does that translate to real life? Yeah, yeah. Right. So it was sure. those concepts that started building in. And then when I kind of got to know Lindsay, she was slowly – she was doing CrossFit in Corpus. So I would come visit her every now and often. When I would, I would go to her CrossFit coach at the time, and I would do the workouts with them. And I was able to keep along because I think the athletic background really helped me. But there was a lot of times I was doing things, and, and I couldn't explain to you why I was doing it because I just, I just kind of figured it out. And I don't mean that to sound cool, but to a, to a point where I couldn't explain if I could do something correctly, how I was doing it. And so to have to break it down and really break down the form – Right. I wasn't able to do that until, you know, about now. So I think that's where oftentimes I would hurt myself because strength can only go so far. Mm -hmm. Technique leads the way. Yes, exactly. Uh, exactly. Technique leads the way. And that was the big thing, getting, sure. getting geared up in that and then being with a girl that was really good at CrossFit. Lindsay kicks ass. Yeah, she's uh, awesome. Love my wife to death. And she, she, she's a competitor, too. Great athlete. She played college golf. She can kick my rear end pretty much anything we do. She picks up things just as quickly, but she's very disciplined from the very beginning. And I think that's why CrossFit was good for her. It, 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 you know, she has the strength, don't get me wrong, but she is not worried about, I mean, she likes to compete, but she's not <laughs> worried about like, okay, if they did, you know, this much on deadlift today, if my form's off, I'm, I'm, dialing, it, yeah. I'm dialing it back and I'm fixing my form and she picks it up quick. She's really good about right. that. She's very good about like, she's super technical. And, and I mean, you know, super, you know, this more right. than I do, super detail oriented. Oh. She writes down literally everything in her book. Um, and, and if, if her form starts to deviate, she'll back off, which is really good, uh, because it keeps her, it, yeah, I mean, it saves, prevents injuries, you know what I mean? Um, and we do that. We do a lot of what we call threshold training. We want to train, you know, like what Nick said to the edge of the cliff. And if you can live at that edge of the cliff, you find that the edge goes out a little farther, right? So we want to be right there where my, where my form is really good. And then if I add, you know, five pounds or whatever it starts to deviate so i might do some with the with the heavier and then back off and then go back to that and you go kind of go back and forth and then you find where that heavier weight is a little bit better and then you're to the next step and that comes out and so when brian first came yeah it was it, it was still a lot of rely on my strength because brian is one of the strongest athletes that i've had particularly in certain movements shoulder to overhead stuff he's off the chain in that so so at that time it was a lot of like brian would power clean and strict press and not intending and, to <laughs> and, and he could do he could compete with a lot of people that way um but for him to get to the next level we had to add in technique and for him to not get injured and there was a few times when you first came in you know like like i think you tweaked your back multiple times when you first came in and would try y y some stuff and then it wasn't until 
afterwards, once you started getting in, we started working right. on technique and you started doing some more of your research and mobility. Cause if you guys don't know, Brian's a doctor of physical therapy. So, I mean, the guy's really smart. And so he started, you know, doing some of that stuff and you know, he's hit a really good groove now and he's, he's lifting some heavy weight and he's getting better at everything else. He's got to get trying to balance that with, uh, with the married life <laughs> and the work schedule and, and I think trust in Dave's programming. I mean, you know, ever since we've started this, was a super strength program. Yeah, and this cycle. I think, super th I think the numbers I hit for my singles to, to start for my percentages, now I'm hitting those for three reps on a couple of different lifts. Yeah. So what was my max at the start of this program just a couple of weeks ago? I'm hitting those for three reps, which is insane yeah. for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty uh, awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so I, I, and I'm looking at him, and, and now my misses, I, I, I'm enjoying my misses more than some of when I used to clean something and it looked god-awful. Now I'll miss something. I'll look at Dave. I'm like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like that felt solid. I mean, I, I, I've even told Lindsay, like, we'll watch somebody and I'll, so, I'll see somebody lift a heavy, miss a heavy lift. And I'm like, I wish my form could just look that. I wish I could miss like that because yeah. it looks kind of badass, right? And so, so when I miss sometimes, I'm like, all right, I'm smiling. I'm like, what's he smiling about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That it's was like, a good like, miss. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. You missed it. No, that was great, right? Yeah. It's just one of those things. But I think going back to tweaking the back, I think. You know, that was uh, shortly before I got into PT school. I was a physical therapy tech, and I was personal training and doing a lot of the Metcon stuff. Yeah. I wasn't calling it CrossFit yet. Uh, but it was one of those things where, you know, I was getting after, and I think my form was improving, and I was starting to realize things. Uh, and so I was I was really kind of trying to invest what I wanted to do, with not only with my physical therapy, going into physical therapy school, how I wanted to approach, because I always want to do this thing where I kind of have my g a gym and a physical therapy. I eventually want to own my own clinic, but that's down the road. But I definitely wanted, knew I wanted to work at a place that can incorporate both fitness and parlay that with physical therapy. So if you're hurt, you come here. When you're done, hey, there's more to do. Yeah. Some sort of functional fitness because it's all about function. Um, no, no, I, I keep going. I, no, I love where you're going with uh, this, and I love where you guys were just segued into. But before we get to that, because I definitely want to hear where you came from and where your numbers are now. I mean, Dave, your program is obviously working. I've seen a lot of your athletes. We've talked to a lot of them. Um, but let's just take a step back. So, Lindsay, your your wonderful wife, uh, she kind of introduced you to CrossFit when you were you kept saying you didn't want to. You called she's it the one Metcon. that dragged me in, right? Yeah, she was doing it. I've always been very competitive. I've always before her, and she doesn't like me talking about my exes, but I've always dated girls that were athletic or just competed at something, and yeah. I'm very competitive. So. I never really let anybody win, bo man, woman, or child. If you want to challenge me in something, I'm sorry. We're going after it, right? <laughs> I love right, it. Uh, right? So uh, I don't know. If no, 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 no. It's, it's fine. Uh, but I, what I'm trying to get at is like you you had this this mentality. Hey, I'm not going to do CrossFit. I'm not right. going to go into that, you know, cult. <laughs> right. You know, that kind of cult of CrossFit right, culture. Right. Uh, but Lindsay, uh, you know, at the time maybe was your girlfriend. Yeah, so, so we, we did the long distance thing. I was because she was in Corpus. She was in Corpus on golf scholarship and still managing to do all this CrossFit, going after golf practice and still working out three hours a day. Yeah, getting stronger. And what was what was crazy is she was going to school, and of course her golf coach was against CrossFit, was against her lifting. Oh wow! But she was hitting the ball farther and all this other stuff. And so and what was funny, she confided in me because she knew I was going to school for fitness and like like because I was okay with doing what she was doing because I knew she was lifting. And I knew. CrossFit itself, certain lifts, right? Golf itself is a very powerful sport, right? So a golf swing maybe at most lasts a second, right? Think about a, a true heavy lift. It's a second. It's a powerful movement. You need explosive hits. You need good powerful. You need technique, right? So I was able to explain, send her articles, or just explain to her. I was like, send this to your coach. 
I was like, and explained to her, this translates to what the go- sport of golf is about, right? So, you know, you, everybody was against lifting for golf, getting too bulky and stuff like that. But Lindsay was able to parlay what she did in CrossFit and translate it to golf. And she was able to show her coach. Who, her coach was a great coach, but her coach bought into it and was like, you know what? I can't argue with this, right? So even though I was against CrossFit, I, I think part of me just didn't want to admit that I was liking it. And that I had a wife that was really good at it, and I wanted to compete with her, and I and I loved her. I know I was, you know, I love her dearly. So it was one of those things where she's going to do it, I want to do it with you. And I think I was slowly starting to buy in. But yeah, that that's awesome. That thing about golf, though, that's pretty common among golfers and golf coaches, particularly old school golf coaches. And, and a lot of golfers, they have this superstition like, if I get stronger, it's going to mess up my swing. I'm gonna, but you're going to adjust, right? Right. You're gonna. I mean, if you work technique in golf, just like you know you do in the, the olympic right. lifts right and so once you get stronger like you make that adjustment and lindsay is so technical i'm sure she <laughs> had a quick learning curve you know like she got stronger it, it affected her drive she fixed it boom and, the, and then you could see the benefits but it is really common for golf coaches and even golfers to right. be afraid of getting stronger um which is which which is detrimental like you i mean in every sport CrossFit, football, every sport, um, the stronger athletes are the professional athletes. Right. They, ha- they have better technique and they're stronger, right? The amateur athletes are weaker. So that and that's that's really an important thing to note, right? Strength. So you said this though, and it's true. You were like, strength can only take you so far. And it can because you have to have right. both. It's it's really that balance. It's, you know, it's like the seesaw. You have to have strength and technique, right? And so there's different ways to approach that. I know coaches that that focus a little too much on technique, you know, and you say, can you focus too much on technique? But if you're not pushing strength, if you're not working at the edge of the cliff, then you're gonna stay in that zone and it's gonna look beautiful, you know. Um, and at, at my level one and maybe at yours too, uh, Keone, like they had. Uh, Dave Castro was a uh, was a firearms instructor for the Navy SEALs, and he talked about three shooters. He said you have the one shooter that's perfect, like every their grouping is right in the bullseye, and it's like boom, 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 but it's not fast, right? And then you have the person that's like boom, 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 and their grouping's like all (laughs) over the place. But then you have the person that's in between that they're grouping. They might have a couple out, but and that's what we do threshold training that's what we talk about right you want to be at that edge you know and you want to have accuracy you want to have the technique but it's the edge of your technique you know there are times that we back off and hey we're only going to work 65% or 70% right. and i just want perfect positions and perfect things like that and then we you know let's start to push that let's go to 80% and see what your technique's like 85 and there's a point where it starts to break down and so we want to hover at that point right you know I think I think the big thing about threshold training. I mean, I, I, you know, they would even I think even in school. That's what was funny is we learned that in college, you know, working at a given threshold. We all have different thresholds, but it's it's all individualized to who that person right. is, right? Right. But if you can find that threshold, and sometimes it takes some self discovery, and you push yourself to that limit every time, and you're able to find that that balance, right? Yeah. That's where you that's where you stick because we're all individually different. I'll be honest with you. There are people that aren't made to lift weights. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Right. But there's a component. Then I think that's what I like about CrossFit. And, yeah. and I hope I'm not jumping the gun here, but it's like one of those things where you can ad- you can modify it to fit that person's Exactly. Realm. Exactly. Right? The, whole, yeah. the whole thing about functional fitness. And I think going back to being well balanced, and a lot of different things in the old school style of coaching, going back to coaches who just didn't buy into this aspect, just like myself, because college itself, I think it's 
there's certain things they're catching up, right? Right. But I think even my knowledge, I, I learned what I needed to a good foundational knowledge. For sure. Knowledge, but school teaches you how to not to kill somebody, and, <laughs> and basically, here's all the information you need to know. Now go apply it. Right. right? And it I doesn't teach you the application. They don't, they don't teach That's you that right. thing. And I think same thing with coaching too. Like you come in to play golf, a coach is like, you just need to be able to play, uh, uh, be able to play golf, but don't don't screw it up. Right. Yeah. Right. You're already playing well, but it's like if I want to play, which lens is that type? If I want to hit the ball farther, what can I do? And right. I, you know, I want to be able to do this. Well, and that's every sport, and right. that's why I think CrossFit honestly should be used for any in every sport. CrossFit can be used. I work with, I work with football players every summer. You know, before CrossFit, that's what I did was work right. with athletes, um, um, not just football, but baseball, basketball. Mm -hmm. You know, and and like you can look, I mean, look at Chelsea. Chelsea's a marathon runner, right. and she used CrossFit two days a week to train for the Boston Marathon, mm -hmm. and it helped her, right? So you just have to adjust the volume and the things that you're doing to right. fit the goal. It's always about fitting the goal. Absolutely. You know, and so, and that's what, as a coach, and you know this, you know, like you always go back to the goal. So what's your goal? Hey, my goal is to be the best ping pong champion, you know, so guess what? I'm going to adjust your CrossFit you to fit the whatever, the, whatever the demands right. of ping pong What's are. important to you? I think that's <laughs> anything. Know? Life, fitness, physical therapy. like. And I'm going to say this. In general, strength usually is better. <laughs> Being a little bit stronger. Well, I, I think also working on your weaknesses. I think that was yeah, my great sure. thing coming in your program is you had to literally come over to me and be like, all right, we get it. You're strong at this. You're strong at this. Well, that's all I want to work on. Well, if you're already <laughs> strong at it, go work on your weaknesses. And right. I think that's where it turned. The, it was a game changer. Yeah. And I think that can be said in life or anything. Because right? then you close the gap. Right. And then you find that some of those weaknesses become strengths. Right. You know? Right. Like if I'm good about being an asshole, but nobody likes me. Right. You know, like, <laughs> right. I got to flip something around. <laughs> Which lets you can right. tell you that. I got to be smart out sometimes. But, you know. So, Brian, but, what was your first CrossFit workout? So, this is funny as I've been asked this. And I think I actually really thought about it. And I think it was the cliche uh, was one of the benchmark workouts. I really think it was Fran the last time I remember. I think my first one was Fran. Yeah. And this is before I knew how to do – oh, I still don't know really. I'm, I'm getting better at butterfly, but uh, I had I had an idea of how to kick. Yeah. Right? And, uh, you know, the 95-pound thrusters. So I think when I first did it, I maybe did it in five minutes, but that's because I didn't know how to pace it. I yeah. came out, and I think I did 21 pull-ups, and they were probably god-awful That's god way better than my first time <laughs> doing Fran. I just want to say that. And then my thrusters were probably god-awful because my elbows were probably low, but I gassed it. Yeah. And so after that, then the round of 15s was probably like five, 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 yeah. you know, then nine, six. And then I was just gassed by the, by yeah. the I was like, walked around a couple of times, uh, those type of things. So I think uh, as boring as it sounds, I believe it was Fran. That's Granted, not boring. <laughs> well, Fran, well, Fran is like but the most it, it's, notorious. It's really tough because I would ever. need like three hours to kind of explain <laughs> just how, how in depth I was into the fitness, fitness realm while going to school, just like incorporating so many different things. But really, I was already doing CrossFit. Yeah. I just you, you were already right. doing it. Right. So I was creating my own wads and taking from other things. And, I, and so the funny thing is that's exactly what I did. It's the same. Right. Like, just like, want to experiment, right? Right. And so being our, I was already a trainer and a coach, a strength coach. And so, you know, when I, when I found CrossFit, like I watched all the videos and Fran was like 90% of the videos that right. CrossFit had put up. So I was like, I'm going to do this. I had no idea how to kipping pull up. I knew strict. And, you know, from my background, you know, if you swung, like you were cheating, like don't cheat, you know, it's got to be strict. We want right. lats only and that's it. And so I didn't know how to kip. So I did strict. Um, and 95 pound thruster. I mean, I was a strong guy. I did Olympic lifting. Right. You know, I had never done a thruster, but I was like, that's easy. 
Now, keep in mind, I hadn't done more than maybe like three or five reps right. of that weight, you know. And so, like every smart <laughs> person approaching the watt, I'm like, I'm going to do this 21 unbroken. And mm. I did. 21 and broken. And then by the round of 15s, I die, man. I, th like, I think it just teaches you to <laughs> listen was, to your damn body. Like it was I, killing me. Like no one, you know, I think the more you do these things, just functional things that can translate to real life, you, you, you start to listen to your body, understand like, all right. Yeah. I, I know on this one how I need to approach it. Yeah. Hey, I need to put my pride at the door, but I can actually go faster if I maybe do singles on this one. Or if so I a funny thing yeah. that I think of is I like to I always like to know what people's first wad is. And nowadays, like a lot of people go to like an open gym and they get that open gym wad experience or whatever, which is great. But it it doesn't make it a significant emotional event because mine was a significant right. emotional event. Like it was life changing because I literally thought I was going to die. Mm -hmm. but, I mean, it took me 15 minutes. My first round took me 15 minutes. And I want to say like eight of those minutes was the round of nines. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, was, you don't know nine. it until you've gone to a dark I, place with the body's capable I of. Coughed, I right. felt like the frame I was cough. coughing blood. The frame like cough, I tasted, the classic one. You know, you tasted pennies. <laughs> like <laughs> I totally had that. Yeah. And and, I, and when I was done, I would. I, it was at the clinic. Mm -hmm. It was at the clinic. Right. And I got up and I would take like three steps and then I would like lay back down because, you know, I was lightheaded. I was, you know, nauseous. It was terrible. And, and so it's cool that you remember that because a lot of people don't have that. But back then it was like, you know, in CrossFit, we would throw people in and kill them. Right. And then, you know, it, the, the people who were, I don't know, crazy came back. <laughs> <laughs> but how many times did we chase that? Like now that you, you, you experienced it that one time going to the pain cave and not that every workout you should be going to right. the pain cave. Right? right. I think, again, going back to listen to your body. And I try to preach this to not only patients, but clients, too, and, and even myself. But I feel like sometimes that competitive drive of like just knowing how far you can push yourself and feeling that that like. All right. That accomplishment of like, all right, I can do this. Let me yeah. let me find a way that I can get there. Because sometimes I hate it. But yeah. I love it at the same so time. So then my next question is, when was the last time you were in the pain cave? <laughs> <laughs> what is the pain cave? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So first, what's the pain cave? Yeah, yeah you what's go, bro. The pain cave is, is basically where you go to that dark place deep. If you imagine the deepest, deepest core of the earth where it's just hot, you're pretty much in hell. Right? <laughs> right? Hell. You're, you're in between kind of like... You lost that fine motor control. You're 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 either dancing by the bar, or you're looking up at the bar you need to jump to, or you're you're the rope sitting down there in front of you, and you feel like you're about to puke. You want to drop down. You want to put your hands on your knees, but then you're like, you know what? I'm gonna pick this damn bar up. I'm gonna whatever I gotta do. I'm getting through this. And somehow I don't know what it is, but if you get moving again, yeah, you calm down. You get that steady state, and that's where I preach physiology. We won't go into it <laughs> a whole lot, but. You get moving again, and all right, boom, I got this. But the moment that drops again, your body starts kind of being like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I still got five more reps. All right, pick the damn thing back up, and let's do it again. But I love that. I love that drive because – and that's what you have to remind yourself. If I could just keep moving, I'm one rep closer. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, li I like the feeling of if I'm crawling toward the fan at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny that, that that voice in your head, it tells you – like going. It starts telling you, you – one you have one side saying stop. You want to stop. You want to put your hands on your knees. But then you have that little voice that's like, no, don't stop. Keep going. Keep going. And when you start going again, like it doesn't feel as bad as you thought. You know what I mean? Um, it's pretty cool to have that – wrestle that you have with yourself it's yourself really so then again what was the last time when was the last time you went to pain cave oh boy 
I mean, other than Murph, uh, <laughs> that that's a pretty big pain cave itself. Um, man, there's there, it's funny because I like to try to push myself through a lot of different times. I either sandbag it or I push myself to the pain cave. Um, I want to say it was a while back. It was a Saturday, and I can't remember what all it entailed, but I know we had like a 400-meter run every so often, and then we had to come back in and do like 60 wall balls, but then follow it up with uh, establish a five-minute heavy clean. Oh, yeah, that was a good workout. Yeah. And Lauren talked about going to the paint cave in that workout too. And what's funny about that, <laughs> and I don't just bring this up to bring this up, but I think it proves <laughs> I know the what point. You're say. I think I it know. proves the point, right? I I was like, oh my gosh, I just want to get to that last five minutes because I can sandbag this clean. What the hell ever? I don't care. I'm tired of this. So I think I forgot what all we had before. I really can't remember. I'm sorry. It I can't remember. Lot, yeah. But it, and then it was like a run, and we had to come back in, and we had to do those 60 wall balls. And I think we had like a 30 pound wall ball. I don't remember for the guys or whatever. Anyways, I finished those. I look up at the clock. All right, I got five minutes. Uh, I think I started with like 205 on the bar. I pick up the bar and I'm like, I just want to get this 205 and I'm done. What, what the hell ever? Pick it up, clean it. I'm like, all right, that felt pretty easy, right? All right, so I throw some weight on the bar, pick it up, boom, that felt pretty easy. I look up, I'm like, all right, throw some more weight on the bar, pick it up, throw it easy. Next thing I know, I don't realize how much weight's on the bar really. Yeah. And I think I had my buddy Kyle, who who was putting yeah. up some numbers that day too, was like, dude, just go for it. You got time, dude. Just, go, just freaking go for it. And I'm like, ah, what the? All right, whatever. And this was one of those moments where I hadn't caught it low yet, yeah. right? And again, we've been working on form. I always try to catch everything high, particularly when it's heavy, because I hate catching in the hole. But this clean, I tell you, was the be one of the prettiest cleans I've ever done, and it was a PR. And I remember that. Yeah, it was 275. I'll go and throw the number out there, right? I know, I know. There's that's probably a, a lot of people that do it, but to me, it's that's everything's all right. relative, that was right? Huge. That's a good number. 95-pound PR is just as good as a 315. That's right. But I remember I caught that thing low, and I was like, I. I was shocked. I caught it in the hole, and I was like, I don't want to stand this thing up. And I remember everybody, stop, up, up. And that was the greatness of it, yeah. right? The community, everybody rooting for everybody. Yeah. Up, up, up. And I was like, well, I can't drop this shit. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> have <Yeah>. to. <laughs> and I remember standing it up and being like, what the hell? Yeah. Looking at him and being looking at Dave and just being like, what? That what was awesome. What just that. happened? I blacked out. It was like the old school thing. I blacked out. Tell me what happened. So, I don't know. 275 is good. That's a good number, brother. Uh, Especially considering that, think about this, because you were always a power cleaner. You you didn't ever squat. My power clean was better than my squat clean. That's right. Yep. That's right. <laughs> so for you to hit 275 and and drive up out of the hole is huge. Huge. So th I think that was the biggest pancake. But, and again, but that was the moment where my body was just telling me, you're done. Just yeah. get over there. You don't want to do this. But somehow it shows that you got more in the tank than you think you do. Right? And I don't know if it's just because I was relaxed. And that could be it. I'm a classic overthinker. I'm a classic, like, get nervous. Like, I think we mm -hmm. talked about it. That's where I knew I was really into CrossFit. And I, I hope I'm not going too far too quickly into this no, podcast. you're good. Uh, but you talk about uh, the CrossFit Open. The first time I really, like, and I think I was, I never really signed up for it. But I always do it by myself for right. fun. But I think the moment I signed up, I believe it was the 2000. Because that's a commitment. I say then you're committing. Maybe it was 2018, 2017, 2018. I, I can't really recall, right? Because it all blurs together, right? Um, but I remember the first time I truly signed up, I was like, whatever, everybody's signing up, I'll do it. And this is when I was actually start. I was buying, I was in the program, I was doing your thing, and I knew it was working. And I remember I would come in, I think I was on clinical rotations. Um, and, uh, I came in and I was like, walked in, I, I had just, just a nervous feeling of like before I used to have before football games, like what the heck is going on? <laughs> uh, and I believe it was the one with, 
It had dumbbells something, maybe dumbbell snatches in a row. Yeah, uh, what, I remember that. that? And Robin Sod Lindsay. Yeah. And like total bars or something. Yeah, it was like total bar. Right. Dumbbell. Uh, it was. Was it dumbbell cleans? It was dumbbell cleans. Maybe it was dumbbell row. cleans. It was a, yeah, I think that was. It was like a 14 calorie row. Then something. I think that was 18.1. Yeah. It might have been. It was either 18.1 or 17.1. And I remember feeling so nervous. Yeah. Like just like why? Why do I feel like this? This is so stupid. Like I. <laughs> Just like right before a football game, but it was like that adrenaline dump, right? That I think I, I even get now before certain. Like I look, I remember I checked the, th- I, I checked, so I checked the things first thing in the morning, the workouts. Dave sends them early. Lindsay's classic. I don't want to know until the end of the day, which is weird because she's the planner. I like to know immediately. Yeah. First thing I do when I, she thinks I think I'm about that when I, Instagram. you know, I'm like Brian's gonna look. Grab so. my phone. Our alarm goes off to get up for work. I grab my phone. I go straight to my email. Check what what the hell the workout's gonna be, so I can mentally prepare all day long. And there's times I look at it and I go and get that sick feeling. I'm like, oh, today is going to absolutely <laughs> suck. Absolutely suck. And oftentimes it, I think about it all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think about it all but day. the beauty is, and, th- and so we, we, I've talked about this with other athletes. Like everybody's like, what, what is the difference between um, competitors and non-competitors is that it doesn't matter what the workout is. You always show up and you, you might not want to do it, but you're, you're prepared to do it. Absolutely. You know? Like, I'm going to do this. I think we all approach it with a different mindset, and I think that's what I like about, I mean, just CrossFit in general, but particularly CrossFit Cedar Park and here with the Mad Athletes, just everybody, the, the whole the thing. It's a huge community. And, I, and I've, I've mentioned this before, the Apocalypse Games, you know, this whole COVID thing, it was crazy. Yeah. But uh, Keone did a great job with the Apocalypse Games, all that good stuff, because I think it allowed us. That was I so got to awesome. see different branches. I loved it. It brought not only brought people to the gym, but it you brought got to see people me together. work out. <laughs> right, right. And I think it was good to branch people together because I think there is as good as we are. There's sometimes the intimidation factor. I think between uh, so many different people, and I think you know we get to know people, and like it's like we're we're all it's all relative, right? Yeah. Again, going back to what I said, the person hitting the 375 pound clean to the person hitting the 95 pound clean, if that's heavy for them, that's still impressive. I'm still rooting that person on to hit that 95 pound yeah. clean just so like the person. Same. The PR is a PR. It's so exciting. Yeah. So it was good to see other aspects of people, whether on video and just people still working out through this, through, you know, through COVID and staying active because I think it's a true testament because how many people do we know right now just sat inside their homes? And no offense to them. I get it. You know, people freaked out. They barricaded themselves in their homes. Yeah. But like, I, you know, as a physical therapist, this is what's going to keep us in business too is because I know that there's been people <laughs> that are still sitting at home on the rear ends and I get it. <laughs> I get it. But we're, you know, we're about to get a low back pain, you know, all this other stuff, surgeries, all this, all, the, all these things, you know, just from people just being sedentary. But it was great to see the community come together and, and me like people's pages whom I've never really approached in the gym. And now I can go talk to them because they're like, well, yeah. who's this who likes my page? Yeah. They're liking mine. I'm chatting with them. Hey, this is good. I think I, I forgot who it was. It was maybe Aaron Cruz or somebody. I'm trying yeah. to remember, who was I doing? I was doing Chuck Norris jokes with somebody. I can't remember on something. It was yeah. it was on a picture that Lindsay and I posted for the Apocalypse Games, and all of a sudden he posted like a Chuck Norris joke, uh, and then I posted Chuck Norris joke, and it's like I don't think I've ever spoken a word to this guy, but here it is. My favorite thing <laughs> about about the Apocalypse Games that you did was when you and Lindsay were bench pressing in the garage, <laughs> and and you had like you laid on improvised adapted overcome. It was so beautiful, improvised adapted overcome. So he he they set up an ice chest for him to lay on. He lays on an ice chest. Lindsay puts a chair for him to put his head on because it's too short. And then they had a box and another ice chest to put the weight on. And And I would slide under it. He would slide under and, like, shimmy himself underneath the bar, press it up, and Lindsay would pull the the ice chest out and then run to the other side and pull the box out, and then he would bench press. 
and he got to what 285 or something. Yeah, something yeah, it was like 285 that. to yeah, it was roughly there. And yeah. had a bit of a CrossFit fail, yeah. but it was good by <laughs> the way. And then so whenever he was done, she would like slide the this side under and then go slide that side under. He'd have to hold it and wait like okay, slide the thing under and then he could like set the bar da- back down. It was so awesome. Because it basically started from like a half rep. And so I'd yeah. have to kind of do like an extra press to get it up. And she'd have to move it because if we didn't move the boxes, I would just kind of be doing like a floor press, which yeah. was fine. But I'll go and tell this. Like we, we were prepared. We had already prepared for what happened if she couldn't get over there quickly enough. So I think it was like 285, 295. I repped it on the first one. Then I go up for the second rep. And I just I go, nope, not happening. I slowly bring it back down and sit there. And she and she just kind of helps me kind of guide the weight off, guide yeah. the weight off. Fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was the best, the smoothest ever CrossFit fail <laughs> like it could ever. Yeah, but I, get it, I, I say think CrossFit fail. Crossfitters don't bench press, so. <laughs> but I think that it, it, it happens. People go like, "Oh, there you go. There's CrossFit. That's yeah, why I yeah. don't do it." But it, no, it was awesome. Actually, injury, nobody got hurt. Injuries you know, happen, but uh, injuries yeah. happen anywhere. I mean, there's no way. Uh, I'm a big believer in you know. There's no such thing as injury prevention. Well, you know this because I'm sure. I'm sure that Mike told you too. What it, What did Mike say? Mike said. Um, I get more patients from the chair right. than all sports combined. Because it's combined. all about the sedentary. Sitting is the new smoking. And and when we talk about function, <laughs> fitness, I mean, that's that's the whole thing, right? Is is That's what I try to do with my physical therapy now. It's not – and I, I learned a lot of this from Mike and Tim at Tillman Physical Therapy. I mean, that was my fourth clinical rotation. I learned a lot. Through all care therapies, my third and a bunch and a bunch previous to that, and I think you know being able to apply that knowledge and as as I got better as a practitioner, and now even a year and a half into my into my tenure as a physical therapist, I'm learning that it's not just healing that injury, but then how can we get you the whole thing about goals, right? Yeah. So it's about what do you want to do in life? What's important to you? What functionally makes sense to you? What can you not do? So we think about a wall ball. We've talked about this, right? So a wall ball, worst thing in the world to have to do, but you got to do it, right? But it's so functional. Yeah. Right? How many yeah. times have you have to grab something from the ground, lift it up, and put it on the top of the shelf? It seems yeah. goofy, right? But if you can do that 30 times for five rounds with a 20, 30-pound wall ball in a workout, it's like, why do I got to do it that many times? Then you're going to be able to do it that one random time that you have to do something, particularly if you're working yeah. on it and you're under fatigue and you and you got somebody telling and you, you're get, under those, fatigue. get those exactly. heels down, sit low, right? Right in the whole premise of, like, we shouldn't squat below parallel, all this stuff. Well, how many times have you noticed we have to do that? Yeah. Right? So I think it's not telling somebody how they shouldn't move, but how do you, how do you need to move? If What do you need to do and how to do it safely and do it correctly so you can continue to live your life? Not tell you what you shouldn't do or right. what you can't do. Because right? we train for the unknown and the unknowable. Right. That's what, so that's why we have to, have to, you know, do so many different modalities, right. so many different movements and mix them up. It's because, I mean, in general – you know, that's what we're training for. That the goal is like I'm prepared for anything. Right. Uh, and I can hey, if I got to run a 5K, I might hate it, but guess what? I'm gonna run it. You know what I mean? Or if I have to, you know, like clean this, clean this Christmas tree and put it up on the back right. on the top of the SUV, I can do it. And so that's pretty awesome. So question: In the future, like when you're gonna when you have your clinic, because um, Mike does this, right? Um, and, and like. I think I think I know the answer, but how much do you think of CrossFit type movements or methodologies? Do you think you'll incorporate? Obviously, incorporate it's them gonna, now. Yeah, I you inco- already do I it. Incorporate them now. I I like the EMOMs. EMOMs are great. Mike yes. preached EMOMs to me, right? He's like, he's like, you have some even somebody starting like like you're trying to just restore some sort of shoulder motion, shoulder eccentrics, right? Somebody that can't lift their arm up, right? So we're getting them to kind of press up and to lower that arm slowly to eccentrically load that yeah. shoulder, right? So you want them to do 30 in a day, but they can't do the three sets of 10. So you have them do a 10-minute EMOM, 
for three reps. Yeah. Right. So not only are you building that strength, but you're building that endurance control. Yeah. So you have that person, they come up, they do three reps, takes them 15 seconds. They got 45 seconds to rest. Here's three more. Mm. You moms build density. Do it for 10 minutes. So those too. things, um, you know, just kind of little miniature wides incorporating kettlebell swings with, you know, like a, you know, a Turkish get up or like a, a goblet squat or, a, um, you know, suitcase deadlift with the, with the uh, farmer's carry. Those things because it's functional, right? Right. I've, if you make a patient feel better, now can I hurt you again? If I can't hurt you again and you can move properly, then you're ready to roll. Done my job. The worst yeah. thing I can do is discharge somebody because I no longer have strength. And so that's what I'm thinking in the future. Like I said, even if I, even if it never gets to my own clinic, right? I don't, I don't care really. I just, I want to be a better therapist each and every day. I want to be a better, better at fitness. I want to be somebody who can, who can preach, preach kind of like practice what I preach. Yeah. And then, and then truly be an advocate, not only for the health and fitness industry, but for CrossFit, right? Because I, I apply it into my physical therapy. And if you ask me, it's funny because people are like, you're a physical therapist. Why the heck do you do, why do you do even do CrossFit? Yeah. And what do you mean you incorporate it in here? I'm like, well, you've been doing it the whole time. You didn't even realize it. Yeah. Right. You've some sort of metabolic conditioning. Uh, so go ahead. So I have a question. Do you have your level one? I do not. Are you going to get it? I don't see why I couldn't. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, why? Why wouldn't you? Right. No, I, 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 I think it's good. I. Uh, Thanks, Dave Castro. You can like send the check to me. <laughs> I, 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 I like to have because I, as, as a, again, as a physical therapist, uh, it's one of those things where I, I think one of the things we didn't learn in physical therapy school is they teach you a lot about conditions and impairments and things like mm -hmm. that. And you know, here's what happens with the patellofemoral pain syndrome. Here's the muscles that hurt, but they don't teach you because there's just there's not enough time how what thera therapeutic exercises are ways to progress somebody to be able to not only rehab them in that but then how to get them to move better so it doesn't come back right teach them about the body yeah and i think that's where having the foundational knowledge and fitness aka having something like a crossfit level one or being yeah. participating in crossfit is going to help so i i've been to i mean i was lucky my first level one was an off the chain amazing life-changing experience um but I've had to redo it, you know, because right. it's been so long and you have to like redo it every five years or whatever. And so I've redone it twice, I mm -hmm. want to say. Um, and uh, it, every time I get excited and I'm, I'm excited because I like to see the, the adjustments they make right. and how they teach you things. And it's just awesome the way they put it together. Even the first one was amazing because, I mean, you know, I had all the originals. And so but after that, like, it's just really cool to see how they organized it. Because right. on my first one, I was like, is there, I emailed them and I was like, hey, is there a manual? And they emailed me back and was like, uh, and they just sent me the link to the CrossFit Journal. Mm -hmm. Well, there was like a hundred issues of that. And so I read them all. And, uh, and, and so, yeah, man, if you want to go do it, I'll go do it with you. I think uh, absolutely. at some point I have to re renew mine or do something. So Well, I, I, I'm always wanting to learn more. And I think it going back to the foundation of even getting into CrossFit and, and learning about it and really buying into it. Um, I think like Russell said earlier, I, I if I really like something, I'm going to research it. I'm going to look into it. Yeah. I'm going to try to perfect my craft. And I think I finally, when I finally buy into something, like I finally bought into CrossFit, I, I run with it. Right? Yeah. I, and I, I still have a lot of work to do. There's still things I struggle with and there's still things I have to tell myself, all right, take five minutes, take 10 minutes, work on that. Right? Yeah. Don't get frustrated with it. I still get frustrated. We all get frustrated, but we all have our weaknesses. Yeah. Um, well, and you can see like right now, like you're in a really good groove. You're hitting, you're hitting good numbers. Your strength's going up, your technique's going up. Um, and, and 
I don't know. For me as a coach, that's that's the stuff that's exciting to see. It's right. like it's finally like, you know, I mean, you 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 took a while, you drank the Kool Aid, right. and now the Kool Aid's kicking in. I'm st- I'm stirring you know? the Kool Aid now, brother. It, I'm stirring it. it. I'm the awesome. one making. <laughs> yeah, he's making the Kool Aid. So Russell, what you don't know is. Brian proposed to his wife at the box. That should have been the first story. That got me. Yeah. <laughs> at the box, he organized a whole thing where she's in the middle of a workout. And we had to keep when this, and this was where when we were at the shopping center and there was lots of windows and we had to keep her away from the windows because her whole family was hiding outside and they all come in and she's kind of like, what's going on? And Brian came in, he came in the back door. He right? came in a nice suit. She was yeah. all nasty. Just yeah, a lot like her, right? <laughs> yeah. And we were trying to like, <laughs> we were trying to like prolong, which is really hilarious considering the, the way the mad athletes were trying to drag ass and not get her to work out. And she's ready. Like, I'm ready to go. And I'm like, no, 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 let's do this. Come help me with this. And we're trying to prolong it. And, and then Brian finally comes in, you know, her family comes in and she's like, what's going on? And Brian comes in and then you could see like when she gets it, you know, and it was really awesome, super awesome. I finished. I, I did the rest of the because uh, I normally you go with that video. Up. That I would really go Saturday. Video. I would go Saturday with her before I uh, was in the Mad Athlete program when I was still going to school, and I would I would work do the Saturday workouts, Mad Athlete workouts. So that day I didn't come because I told her I had to, a personal training session, and uh, really it was because I had to get all the family members ready for the party, people in, prepare for the proposal. She was pissed at me already. It was perfect. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I pissed her off all the time, but rightfully so because I'm still a child. But I had her pissed off that morning. I was like, great, right? This is, And I mean that, right? Because she, she had no idea. Which she's a tough person to hide from because she asks so many daggum questions. She's just curious is what other people say. But yeah. I think she just likes to be up my rear end on things. <laughs> Lo- love you, Lindsay. That's her job. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, I just remember how nervous I was that day. But I think the importance of it was, so we come in, I propose. She says, yes, that's all hun- hunky-dory. But the best part was I remember taking the top off of the suit. And just in a suit pants, and I finished like a, we had like a muscle. Yeah, you worked out. You worked out in the suit. <laughs> yes. I worked out in the suit after she says yes, while the family members are like, "All right, we're gonna go get ready for the party." And I was like, "Well, Lindsay's like, like, and of course, in Lindsay fashion, can I finish my workout?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll finish it out with you. I'll finish it out with you. I don't have anything to wear, but I'll, I'll do this." Awesome. Uh, but I, the reason the proposal happened there, this is a funny story. Little did I know, I would propose in a CrossFit gym. <laughs> but one of the gyms I trained at, again, Travis County Strength, was one of Lindsay and I's first dates. So I I trained a, a patient there today, and Lindsay was in town. And she came in wanting to work out because she didn't want to miss her workouts, right? So she came to visit me, but she didn't want to miss her Saturday workout. She was like, design me a workout. I designed a CrossFit-style workout, a wide. Yeah. And I think it involved, I think it was five box jumps, seven cleans. And I think the seven cleans was like, I think I gave myself 185, and I gave her, I think I was nice. She was like, be nice to me. I think I gave her 95, which shouldn't have done that. Uh, she ended up smoking me. Uh, and then it was like uh, a 400-meter run or something. And I remember I beat her out the gate on the first run because I gassed it. She knew yeah. – she, she's an athlete. She knew how to, 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 to do it. And I remember there was a door out of the gym. And so I, I she was kind of behind me. I come out the door, and I hold the door for her to let her come out in front of me, even though I'm ahead of her. Never was able to catch up to her after that. Yeah. So I made jokes about, like, I'm never – this is why I don't let people win. This is why I don't, I don't lend a hand. Right. I'm the stomp on your throat person. Keep going. <laughs> so uh, if, if you hadn't have done that, you'd have, you'd have beat her? No, probably not. <laughs> but that's my excuse going forward. <laughs> it's it's my excuse going forward. But anyways, that led, that led to the reason of, like, I got to propose to her in the gym. This is, this is us. This yeah, is that's us. awesome. Okay, five rapid-fire questions. What's your favorite CrossFit movement? Dang. Favorite <laughs> CrossFit movement. Shoot. And I know I got to be better at this. Yeah. 
I, 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 I like I like muscle ups. I, yeah, I, I like muscle ups. Yeah, I, I like them. I mean, That's I awesome. I like I like I like. I like yeah, I, t- I totally I'm over it now. Barbell. I- I'm getting better about saying certain things that I'm maybe not great at. I say cleans or snatch or something. Uh, it's, it's definitely muscle-ups. I- That's I'm awesome, better at so I like Ryan. It. I, like I, it. I love that. It. Right. Okay, what's your least favorite CrossFit <laughs> movie? <laughs> we just- muscle-ups, right? He said muscle-ups. Linz, come here. Come here, Linz. Come on. Come least on. favorite. There's Again, geez, this is, there's so many. Well, we just, we just heard the proposal. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. I shocked me too. Chuck move. Here, you sit and I'll kneel. I'll kneel. But you got to talk into this. Oh, she's got she's got other things to do in this workout. She still have squats. She still has squats. I would have said cleans. Yeah, I I know yours actually. I knew that. So what's your least favorite? Oh, for him, I thought it was a barbell. Yeah. Probably snatches. I hate snatches. Yeah. Yeah. Or deadlifts. That's good. Yeah, I just said movement. Deadlifts are getting better. Okay, so what about your favorite wad? Do you have a favorite wad? Favorite wad is gonna be heavy DT. I like heavy DT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavy DT. Okay, and what's your what's your least? What do you not want to see? Like, if I ride a wad up, what is your like? Oh God, I don't want to see that wad. Anything with double unders and snatches. (laughs) Uh, but uh, regular DT is actually bad. Yeah. Regular DT. Yeah. Because it's at a weight where it's a lot of reps, and I'm just going to gas the crap out of it. So give me the heavy DT. Sorry if my beer. Okay, how many is that? Three? I got the last one. Oh, I want one more, though. I'm going to bonus. What's your favorite beer? Oh, dang. Do we have another 30 minutes for me to do this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably 512 Pecan Porter. But if I'm going cheap, and because we're on a budget, uh, Lone Star. Lone Star. Go ahead. Here you go, Russ. Uh, all right. Uh, who's Lindsay's favorite wrestler? <laughs> Bray Wyatt. Bray, Bray Wyatt. Wyatt. Is it Bray Wyatt? No, uh, that's being well, sarcastic. Well, who, who's your favorite wrestler? I, I'm just kidding. Oh, of all time? Of all time. Uh, man, that's tough because. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin? No, not Stone Cold Steve Austin. Are you kidding me? I, I heard you like Eddie Guerrero. That's what I heard. I, I love it, some Eddie Guerrero. I'm <laughs> still cheap, baby. Viva La Raza. You know what I'm talking about? Coming in the El Camino. I liked his little thing when he had with Batista. That was so sad when he when he passed away. Absolutely. Uh, what are those things? Him and his uh, connection with Chris Benoit. I got I gotta go. I know it seems cliche, but I gotta go. Bill Goldberg. Okay. Uh, I okay. was a big big fan of the streak. She she got a list during COVID. All right. I, I, I'll quickly talk about this. I pulled up all his streaks up until he lost. Uh, up until he lost <laughs> to Scott Hall or not Scott Hall, but Steve, uh, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. Which was which was a it, fluke. A, a fluke. Cause yes. Because it, it was a stun gun. St- yes. Because Scott Hall came up dressed as a security, security guard, stun guns yeah. him, and then he puts him in the in the in the power bomb and pins him. And I remember the next day at school because this is before I had pay per view. I come to school and I'm like, anybody anybody <laughs> watch the pay per view? And I'm coming in my Goldberg shirt because I just knew he didn't lose. Yeah. And they were like, oh, dude, he lost. And I'm like, quit lying. And I, when I found out for a solid month, I was pissed off. <laughs> so pissed. My parents could tell you I was quiet. I I, ref- I, I don't think I even watched wrestling because I just didn't want to watch it. That's how I am on my sports teams. So, I'm done. so cheap plug here. Uh, Brian, you and I are going to do a podcast on the Geeks and Wrestling podcast oh, uh, with Romeo oh, Falcon. Man. Uh, my stage name and me and you are going to have an hour-long conversation where we kind of just allude and just geek out on wrestling but real quick i just want to uh segue because we do have a special guest Lindsay, your wife just dropped in on the podcast and uh you know <laughs> to make sure i was behaving she knew what she was doing she was like how many how many cans are in front of him how many beers just just I, well, i've been sipping on i this, do have a question for Lindsay now because we heard the epic story of your engagement Okay. Um, now, 
You did cry. So you cried and wadded. So all in the same yeah. time. I love it. So, so Lindsay, my question is maybe wad muscle from my face. My question is, you guys are working out together. I don't know if it was it the engagement wad where you opened the door. Is that the one? No, that was the very first workout. Okay, that was the very first workout. So, Lindsay, I'm going to ask you right now. He basically said that he opened the door for you, let you, you know, a gentleman, Mm -hmm. Texas boy. You go. Go (laughs) ahead, son. Uh, He opened the door for you as a gentleman, like he should, let you go first. And he blatantly said that he couldn't catch up with you. Do you feel that if he wouldn't have opened the door, he (laughs) would have beat you? For that wad, talking to the microphone. Let me know. I was I was waddling that one. He probably. If it wasn't for that little moment, do you think he would have beat you, or do you think you still would have whooped his butt? How long was she still whoops my butt now? So I don't know. I think it would have been closer. It would have been closer. I'm not gonna say one way or the other. Now that was the first wad you did. Now when he, this is just a funny funny question, but when he opened the door for you, did you know he was the one at that moment? Or did you just always know? No. Yeah, that wasn't the moment. That wasn't the moment? The very first time we met, I walked in, and she was like, that one. (laughs) That one. Is that true? (laughs) That's kind of true? That one. It was was also some of the, like, the conversation. It was a cheerleader effect, right? You got to separate or uh, approach with a group of fellas that I love love my guys, but that's the people I was there with. I think I knew – what would attract this girl? And if I stood around them, then it was going to be like, if I can just narrow oh, that so down. So he set it up. So he well, set it up. I just. And they had already been there. I was like, let them talk their game. Well, you know, I whatever. just, I just love your story because uh, I wouldn't be into CrossFit if it wasn't for my wife. Uh, you know, six, seven years ago, uh, we did a Groupon in Houston. And my wife was like, you got to try this. It's a Groupon. Let's just do it. I, I was really into cardio. Like, I just was really, really, really cardio-driven uh, and dropped a lot of weight. And she's like, let's go do this Groupon. Just come with me, please. And honestly, in my defense, it was just me to go to the gym with her and see her in some nice, tight booty shorts or Absolutely. booty pants. And it's like, hey, I'm going to go check her out. This Preach, brother. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. It was motivation. So I was like, yeah, well, fine. I'll do whatever I want with you. And uh, we did we did CrossFit and fell in love with it. And here I am now as a producer on a CrossFit-type podcast. So. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just that's awesome, Lindsay. Thank you so much for you know, crashing the podcast. I love it. I love it. He's gonna come on and tell her own story. I think we should. I think we need to have that Lindsay origin story. So <laughs> let's let let's just, Dave. I'm gonna let you close it out with B U R I. Thank you so much for dropping in, Lindsay. Go squat. Ah. Go squat, Lindsay. Squat, squat, squat. Hey, I want to be in on this uh, wrestling podcast thing, oh, man. I love it, man, dude. I love wrestling. Good. Uh, as long as I'm in, Brian, Brian and I talk wrestling. We shoot little wrestling videos back and forth sometimes. Poor Lindsay get, gets a lot of the wrestling moves. I practice on her, so she's just learned to go limp. As her, <laughs> as her coach, I've tried to practice a few things <laughs> on her too. <laughs> and I completely, I completely accept this too. I just kind of look over and yeah. laugh, and Lindsay looks at me. Are you gonna do anything? And she like, does. So, like, and the funny thing is, because. <laughs> I don't know. I love Lens. I I look at Lens like she's my she's my extra little sister, you know. And so you know, I got no problems like throwing an elbow in her back or you know doing the I thing. Play the, the part, right? Do. Sell it. She just doesn't sell it and, very well. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah, she doesn't. And but when you first came, I was a little hesitant. I was like, is he gonna get mad when I like you know, boom. <laughs> But no, Brian was like, yes, wrestling move. That's a this and that. <laughs> I was like, you try that, you should try this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Brian's right like, no, Dave. And he grabs her and he's like, do it this way. <laughs> it's so great. 
Um, we have a lot of fun, and I think, I, I think, I annoy the crap out of Lindsay because <laughs> I'm like, no, she loves it. Um, well, the way I annoy her is I go, Brian, you want a beer? <laughs> and, and then we have to sneak him off. This is just, this yeah. is my first one. How many is that? That's the only reason she walked over people. Yeah, she she came. I to love see her to death, but she 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 poked hey, her head around. You know see. this? She did tell me that um, you don't need to drink so many beers tonight. <laughs> she did say that. She said he doesn't need to drink that many beers. Beer's, beer's good for the soul. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I was like, but it's Friday. All right, guys. So it's been awesome having yeah. Brian. We'll have Brian back. I Doctor of physical it. therapy, amazing crossfitter, uh, super smart guy, and, and just a blast to have around. Uh, Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. And thanks to uh, Keone. Uh, Absolutely. Keone. Keone. We need some more of the haka, baby. Yeah, we need some more haka. And we need to. And thanks to Russell, man. Russell. That was great, man. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks, uh, All right, guys. Podcast. Podcast. Yeah. Every Friday, 730. Yeah.